Hi, this hey, is Jason. Jason Edwards from Ruin My Life, the podcast. This is Sarah Shepard from Andrew Ninja Warrior, also a podcast. And you just popped in the Newt's Commander Get Right for the Summer Workout Tape. <laughs> now, if you follow these instructions exactly, you might be able to pull yourself a hippogriff, a blasted snoot, man, at least a dude with a car. Um, no, obviously that's not what this is. This I is... like that you could get a dude with a car. Like, is there just a dude with a car in Newt's Commander's suitcase? His name's Hagrid. He's a tall, gentle giant. And he lives the, in that suitcase. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen the whole series yet. We don't know how it's going to play. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. I kind of forgot this is oh. how the movie started. Okay, so this is our commentary track that we are recording for uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I also forgot that Johnny Depp was in the first shot of the movie. Yeah, well, we're really just hitting the ground running with this, aren't we? <laughs> oh, man. I will say, we have both seen this before, so I don't know why yes. we were so surprised by that. <laughs> um, you've seen it twice, actually. I saw it once, and I was very distracted most of the time, so I didn't really... I wouldn't say that I really absorbed what was happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Except in the most basic of senses. You know, this is my favorite way for movies to start. Just a bunch of news articles. <laughs> in 3D. I, I should say we 1926, are 1926, now... the highest year yet. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know about you, but I was really excited when they announced this movie and that it was going to take place in New York City in the 20s, because that's kind of my whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's a great idea. It's it's an interesting, you know, concept of having wizards that we all know from the stuffy... It's where we live. ...1990s uh, boarding school atmosphere of Hogwarts and seeing them in a different aesthetic, in a yeah. different time period. Uh, like, here, we, here we have the closing scene of Brooklyn. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I didn't realize this took place at the same time. They must have yeah. shot on the same day that's to save actually, our costs. That's actually Saoirse Ronan right there oh. in, in, the, in, the, in the high angle. Oh, nice, with like a pixie cut. That pixie cut she definitely had <laughs> on the boat. Yeah, I was going to take some time to explain why we're doing this, but there's already just so much to, to dive into. <laughs> see, he's getting away with that because it's New York, and you know we see crazy stuff happen all the time. That's true. If I saw that on a ferry or a subway, I would not think twice. No, wouldn't even blink. I mean, I would, I would notice it, but I wouldn't, you know, I might move to the other end of the car, maybe. Yeah. But only if they started doing it aggressively. Yeah. Or they asked you for money. Oh, he's such a shifty <laughs> character. What is, what is he doing? Okay, this just raised, raised a question for me. So he's... Traveling from the UK to New York by boat, a very normal right. thing to do in the 20s. However, did he have to go get like a British passport? Like when a wizard child is born, do they have to have like a, they still get like a normal like UK birth certificate? I don't know. Because it seems I would, like. It, I would think so because the wizards tend to exist like also in the human world true. on some level. Yeah, or like, the muggle world, excuse theoretically, me. Theoretically, they own property. They're not human. Muggles? Wizards. Oh. Oh, and we should be saying Nomash. Nomash, yes. Jason. I forgot we're in America, so now they call them Nomash. Yeah. And that's when this movie immediately got disappointing when I realized that the American word for muggle was just Nomash. So that's how little she really thinks of us, old JK. <laughs> <laughs> that we couldn't have a fun word. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know all those famously dark ghosts <laughs> oh it's you jason i don't understand why you brought me here to this movie studio set piece <laughs> i 
I don't know why we're on the universal back lot from the monster movie set. Oh, oh, here he is. Oh, damn, he's the, fine. The beautiful, beautiful boy. Ah, uh, Colin Farrell, you're too good for this movie. You're too good. This is where I say now. I really love Colin Farrell in this movie. We all love Colin Farrell. We're all, we're all very disappointed by what happened to Colin Farrell's character. Yeah. He turned out to be Giant Depp in disguise. <laughs> I mean, spoilers, everyone, Spo- we should spo- say. Spoiler warning. Uh, but I guess if you did not know that was coming, which I believe you did not when you saw it. I did not know. Th- that would be an unwelcome surprise. It was so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Magic dancing bricks. Whoa, <laughs> that guy. Oh, my. What? what? <laughs> so is that the... Okay, it is. Was that the Wilhelm scream? I think that was the Wilhelm scream. There's so many stock screams in this one moment that I can't even keep track of how many there are. Yeah. But anyway, it looks like he's off to do some good. So we are watching this because Kelsey is in Thailand. Yes, Kelsey's in Thailand. Co-host of Ruin My Life podcast. Yes. We are currently in the, we're currently in the middle of our series exploring the Harry Potter books, which I have never read before. I'm currently on book seven. To give you a little context, that's not going to matter much for this because this, as we know, takes place many a year before Harry was a gleam in his evil father's eye. His evil father? Yeah, James. Yeah, James. James Potter, his evil father. I think you got your movies mixed up, baby. Wait, what do you mean? There's no evil fathers in Harry Potter. Oh, I thought when you said mixed up, you meant that Harry was actually James's father. <laughs> Which would be quite a mix-up indeed. Oh, it's my other favorite character. And by my other, I mean my favorite character in this movie. It is It is literally in the series the first muggle we have met who is not just a total, like... Oh my gosh, you're right. He Jay is. Jay from the beginning. Like, who isn't a Dursley, essentially. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh! Uh. Yeah, that was going to be a Quidditch. Uh, oh, 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 oh. See, they brought it back around. I'm more of a chaser. We know you don't play Quidditch. What is the significance of this coin? <laughs> I have no oh, idea. yes. I also like her hot dog is definitely on a pretzel bun, which is a nice thing. I didn't think they had buns that fancy on the streets of New York in the 20s. Oh, no, that hat moved on its own. <gasps> it's the cutest. <laughs> I mean, this dude is up there with porgs for adorable. This dude is a great little guy, a little CGI ball of feathers and fur, or whatever he's supposed to be. He's good. He's very good. Oh, hey, Gringotts. <laughs> oh, I mean, but American, so yeah. So just a bank. They just call. She would just call it Magic Bank. Oh, this dude's creepy. <laughs> You sure you want to have that right to the camera? You sure you don't want to take take that again? <laughs> One more walk, David. You want to, you want to do another? No, David says we're moving on. Okay, great, great. I want to point out how, it, you know, contrary to the Harry Potter books and movies, which which go through such lengths to put us in Harry's shoes from the very beginning so that we identify so much of the world through his eyes, we are in this movie 
thrown into an, a, a confusing, weird situation with a man we do not know. And kind of, there's no reason to like Newt Scamander thus far, would you say? Yeah, unless you've read the books. There's no reason you even should know who he is or why he's important. I mean, I think even if you read the books, you might forget that he was the guy who wrote a textbook that's mentioned maybe twice. That's true. And we and all we know is that he's here in America for some reason. Is his name J.K. Rolowski? Is that what that bakery said? <laughs> Excuse me while I Google. <laughs> see, see, unlike, unlike most, uh, most commentaries where, where the people involved have some sort of special knowledge of the thing they're discussing and watching, uh, we actually have very little knowledge of this movie. <laughs> Hence the Googling. <laughs> Which is why we have to resort to Google. Oh, Jacob Kolkowski. So it just from afar looked vaguely like J.K. Rowling, and I got excited. It doesn't take much. <gasps> Dog. I mean, 10 out of 10, best character so far. <laughs> the CGI platypus? Yes. Absolutely. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Two men in a, in a bank. One has a briefcase full of pastries. The other briefcase full of secrets. Ooh. Hope there's not a mix-up coming down the line. Which also, how did that egg fall out of that briefcase? It was an egg. Yeah, we see it getting pushed open, like maybe like the size of like a, a a quarter slot. Yeah. And somehow a full egg falls out. Maybe Newt Scamander just had that literally in his pocket. The egg. Yeah. <laughs> No one came in or anything. What was the point of that bell? It just seems rude. He just likes to ring the bell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. Oh, no. No one's prepared for the hijinks <laughs> they're about to ensue. Least of all the audience. <laughs> Mystery. Well, I got to make a choice now. Follow one animal or the other. Or use magic. <gasps> Oh man! Imagine how terrifying that would be. Yeah. Also, he 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 blew his cover like that extremely just to move them like five feet away. I mean, no one said Newt Scamander was good at this, except for you know I'm, everything. It just he's our protagonist. I'm trying to find some reason to root for or support him, but I have seen none so far except that he does magic. But you know who else did magic? Voldemort. I don't know what point you're trying to make. <laughs> that just having a character who does magic is not enough reason for me to like him as a person. That's true. Aww. This Dougal sounds like quite the character. Yeah. It literally seems like... How? Whoa. <laughs> what was that? Why does it get so flat? Also, just a low... Oh. Ooh. <laughs> classic (laughs) (laughs) oh no no Kowalski's never gonna get that loan (laughs) yeah wait it's just shoving that into its body how does it have so much room oh oh Oh, I remember this oh oh that's not how that should work
Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay, see, now it's like a very obvious suitcase hijinks. Nope, now they've both been sat down <laughs> way too close together. And now I have my greatest anxiety, which is in movies where people set down their oh, bags. Sarah, I'm so sorry. This is this whole movie is like a nightmare for you. It really is. And also, and you can see he grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> Play absurd. it off real smooth. Yeah. Be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. Don't make eye contact. And oops. <laughs> what was that mo- with the, do you see like the, the tiny little cuts there? Yeah. That was so weird. I don't know what the point of that was. Who would make a movie like this? Was it was an error with our copy of the film? That was so bizarre. I think that was intentional. But it looks, it looks so bad. No, it's not good. Who's delivering stain? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> But I bet if I Googled it, we'd find out who delivered stain is. What is that? Why would they call it that? <laughs> oh, deliverance stain was one of the women accused in the Salem witch trials. Oh, it's one of those really insensitive jokes yeah well you know so it's just you know a martyr that they all respect and believe in yeah that that's really messed up though yeah i guess you're right because that 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 supposes that all the witches that were killed during the witch trials were actually witches oh god instead of innocent people who were murdered for no reason which is what actually happened because i prefer the stories where it's like no action well no that's literally a thing in harry potter they say that witches didn't actually real witches never died they yeah. would just make the fires they just pretended nice to die thing and pretended to die so Deliverance Dane would not actually be dead then. It's still, but the implications for our world are still problematic. Yeah, no, it's true. But I guess I'm happy for Deliverance Dane in this world, not in the real world, where she died. Yeah. Welcome to the Happy Fun Commentary Podcast Hour. All right, let's see what happens when you go through these doors. It is still a normal looking building oh what or is it why did they do it like that to show that it was both a muggle building the woolworth building oh. but then a wizard building Ooh, a whimsical magical building with a with a fancy clock and a high ceiling and a picture of a lady see see i don't like when my buildings include giant intimidating <laughs> portraits of my leaders also a whole ass church inside the building that's oh it does look that way that doesn't seems it seems like an odd choice i think it's another one of those cases where it's like a building inside the building huh. Ooh, look at those mops just doing their thing oh poor house elf and here we have slave labor on display in a whimsical magical fantasy world in the 1920s when slavery was definitely no longer legal i mean slavery is still legal within the wisdom world as long as it's applied to um elves oh that's true Oh, goodness. She reeks <laughs> of desperation. It's nice to see the new... Wait, what's the name of the newspaper? Oh, it doesn't say. 
I'm assuming it is not the Daily. What do we think they called it? Um, what's what's like what's J.K. Rowling's idea of a famous American newspaper? The Times, I guess, It'll right? Be the New York Times, probably like the Wizarding World Times. Yeah, or yeah, the Wizarding Times. The new, the new Magic Times, something really, really lazy, <laughs> like No Madge. There it is again, No Madges. It's just not nearly as good as Muggles. <laughs> oh, what do we think that chart is about? It it split the United States into four color coded sections. Um. Oh, goodness, I want to know so bad. <laughs> Computer, enhance. But they're still called Aurors. Not something else. Huh. And she's Jewish? Goldstein. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I like that dude's glasses in the background. I I'll... bet the costumer picked those <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. That's their job. <laughs> bump the table i'm sorry hopefully the audio is better now oh oh no what you want to happen to memos <laughs> oh, no. how do these memos ever get delivered if they just turn into monsters and kill each other oh yeah concealed carry Oh, a book! Oh, a book I, about a book magical creatures. Oh, he's one of those. <laughs> one of these darn liberals who believes in studying magical creatures instead of slaying them. Um. So, like, I want to see the Office-style sitcom of these characters in the one <laughs> permanent office. Especially him. He just looks so like put upon and frustrated. He does. This guy's this is this is his like whole day is is putting out fires like this. Oh, but he's got like a a, a New York accent. <laughs> he's a wizard from Jersey. His name is literally Mr. Graves. Mr. Graves. Here's my boss, Mr. Evil. Professor Death is here to inspect <laughs> the magical briefcase. And make sure it isn't foiling his <laughs> plans. For, you know, just to do his normal everyday job. Yeah, his, his plans to complete his job. Because he's not an evil dude. <laughs> I mean, those no, are some fine looking pastries. They do look very good. Okay, okay, the little paper animal cannot eat those. That makes no sense. Was it eating them? It was like going up to sniff and like see what it was. Like it's a memo. <laughs> Everything should not be alive in your universe. Doesn't have to be. I assume the, I assume the little crawling creatures are a reference to the fact that in the Ministry of Magic they have you know the, the, the memos that are flying around in the form of like paper airplanes, basically. Yeah. They've they've taken this and uh, they've. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be funny. That really shouldn't be it funny. Is, it is funny though. It is funny. Uh, they they just made the ambulatory memos into little creatures yeah they apparently have like appetites and eat things including each other they definitely have an appetite for violence and destruction i just it's no way it's no way to get memos across you know no instead you know you should have your memos what if that was just full of memos (laughs) oh god the memos also the we know what the entrance to this looks like which raises so many questions to me 
Like, were they all just standing in Newt's kitchen waiting for their chance to escape? Oh, man, that's terrifying. Oh, no, Grandma. Oh, horrifying. (laughs) I mean, it's truly the scariest point to this movie so far. It's just this girl. Oh, see, now this is the true evil. Pretty sweet logo, I gotta say. Yep, that always stops the pigeon. <laughs> you there, bird! Get out of here! Here's an- another person who lives or works inside a church. But in Dumbo. I think that was Dumbo. <laughs> I guess that could be in Manhattan, so then it would be in what will become Chinatown. <laughs> Stew, stew for the children. Oh, yeah. Because God forbid we just feed these poor homeless children. Sarah, I believe she is meant to be a uh, an unli- unlikable person. <clears throat> Still makes me angry. I know. Still makes me very angry. You know, witches marks. <laughs> Birthmarks. <laughs> Just wanted to get some water. It means I have to take my headphones off, so now it's just this nice silent image here while they walk under the train tracks, which means they're probably, what, in the in Harlem now? What do we think? What is he doing here? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, every time he's on screen, I just, I'm just so baffled by his every choice. Again? Now, see, that's a good mom. <laughs> <laughs> a giant, huge you know hippopotamus. I would have loved to see coming What's with that a cameo mean? for that role. Who? Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he would really be able to fit that into his schedule. I was just, I don't know. Maybe he's a big Harry Potter fan. Really, we just need to get Woody Harrelson in one of these movies somehow. Oh, God, he's dead. (laughs) The end. (laughs) That time Newt went to New York and killed a (laughs) mugger. How nice would it be to be able to do that? Wave your wand, completely rebuild your destroyed apartment. It would radically alter the way you experienced every moment of reality. Oof, just a smidge. (laughs) What are you smiling about, dude? Oh God! Do you think that's the um the the naked mole rap from uh, Kim Possible? Rufus? Yeah. Um, Just like his the, old like, age. Like the same actor? You mean? No. Yeah, yeah. You know, he did. He did a lot of coke. Gained a lot of weight. 
uh, grew out a weird like mohawk and then was like, it's time to take my acting. Uh, it's time to become a serious actor again. Yeah, and the director like, was a friend, so he got him in a, in a small part in this to reestablish him in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just try to get him in there. Just like Mel Gibson. <laughs> Seamlessly reintegrated back into Hollywood. 100%. 100%. Truly the naked molar out of our town. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That really sucks. (laughs) And that's also so specific. How do you not die when there are flames coming out of you? Well, I assume they're magic flames. Magic butt flames. Did you see that uh, Eddie... Did you see Eddie Redmayne's article where he apologized about his voice in Jupiter Ascending? You mean the one good performance Eddie Redmayne has ever given? He apologized for it? Yeah, I saw that. I was I was appalled. I was shocked and disgusted. <laughs> uh, uh, that means when he's in these movies, he's thinking, I'm doing so much better now than I was in Jupiter Ascending. Oh, wait. What's this hijink? <laughs> Dad, I want to get Pro Tools, too. Did you say I want to use Pro Tools too? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I didn't like that. Also, what was the point of it needing to hide like that? <laughs> oh, there are some fantastic beasts afoot. Really, just the one. It seems. <laughs> ah, New York City. <laughs> Home with some big old expanding birds. <laughs> also, how can that thing ever go outside? It just, it just it... saw how high its rent was. Five hundred dollars a month? I can't afford that. In this economy. I grab my old baseball bats. Who walks around a, a a newspaper with a baseball bat? Oh, see, we're building character now. In a totally natural way. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, yeah, I forgot John Voight is in this. <laughs> oh, man. Now, what performance do you think is better? His performance in this or his performance in the Bratz movie? I mean, certainly more prosthetics work in the Bratz movie. That's true. That's He's true. And if we know anything, Hollywood loves when the actors have to use a bunch of prosthetics. It's yes. a challenge for the role. Well, John Voight is in that sort of like point in his career where he's basically just playing himself in every every role. Like the American Anthony Hopkins. Ah. Hey. We want some dead witches. Oh. Yeah, and they would have what, just what? built the subway at that point. People still thought it was like, you know, a functional thing. So I think he's in the next movie. John Voight? No, a weird bull cat. Ezra Miller. Character. Yeah, he's in it. He's definitely in it. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. 
should say <laughs> the the second movie has just come out when we're watching this. We're going to be seeing it in a couple of days. Yeah, we've not seen it yet. Um, we we know a few things about it, but for the most part, we're we're I'm totally totally blind. So this just gives us a thanks a, a, a second to refresh ourselves on the events. Oh, see that seems unnecessary. Why don't I put this in the trash where I belong? You're an adult man talking to a teenager. Wait, you want me to you want me to put this in the trash where I belong, but you don't want me to put myself in the trash? Or should I put my, me in the trash too along with it? I think both. I think. Have they not given him anything for that? <laughs> Oh, well, that's how you know you're in New York in the 20s. (laughs) She lives in a boarding house with an old lady. At this point in the film, you might begin to wonder, didn't we open this with a with a murder of several like innocent bystanders and a bunch of newspaper articles about how magic like menaces was on the rise and how a man named Grindelwald was killing people? Yeah, we did. And what is happening now, though? Of the threads we are following, what, do you see any trace of that particular oh, storyline? Well, there is there is the whole thing about how the U.S. banned magical creatures. <laughs> or some call them fantastic beasts. <laughs> Aww. Oh. See, Queenie's the real ingenue. She's not like yeah. me at all. I'm buttoned down and plain. She's extravagant and horny. <laughs> real horny. <laughs> Also, this is an excessive way to get dressed. <laughs> it's very extra. I mean, if I could, I would. But it's still <laughs> extra. And she's got her whole, I'm ethereal. Oh, wait, no one actually talks. <laughs> Teen. Is her name Christine <laughs> or something? I think so. He's lost everything. (laughs) Is his wound okay? (laughs) Uh, People have accents in their mind. Oh, gross. Uh, what was he thinking? I assume something sexual, and she's just so used to it, probably from a childhood full was of it trauma. Like, was it like descriptive or just like, boy, she sure is attractive? I think the subject is supposed to be like, boy, I want to have sex with her <laughs> right now. <laughs> but it seems like she can peer in for the information she specifically wants. Which then raises further questions. Oh, she wanted to know how horny he was. If his horniness levels matched hers. Yeah. Which hopefully, they seem like a good duo. (laughs) I ship it. For anything or anyone, all I like to do is mumble things and sort of look around for a second. (laughs) Man, I'd love to be able to cook like that. (laughs) Think about how easy cooking would be if you could just do this. I'd be so much more into it. I don't like the way she made like the 
things into into bugs. The roses flew yeah. like birds. Yeah. They look more like moths to me. Um, it's way too dark to eat. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that until just now. But now I'm really worried. As is the creature. In my <laughs> <pocket>. <laughs> Come on, man! Don't blow this for me. Also, the I'm trying fact to have sex over he here. He seems non so nonplussed by all of this. <laughs> like at no point has he really actually seemed that upset. Yeah, he, he still has not really seemed to process the idea that magic exists and teleportation is possible. Or the fact that, like, <laughs> all this food was made way too quickly. That would be the thing that would freak me out most of all. <laughs> right? Like, was it cooked to a proper temperature? No way to know. Are you a Ligerman's too, Graves? Or are you just, <laughs> you know, pushing? Oh, my gosh, this is the darkest movie. <laughs> In the Harry Potter saga. Like I truly, we've got the brightness up. No, this laptop. this this is a choice. Oh man, that's frustrating. I don't know who those people are. I'm not a hundred percent sure who's talking. <laughs> okay, that's Ezra Miller. I do like they also put the captions on the sides to try to put it closer to the person who's talking. Yeah. This is our review also of YouTube's uh, movie rental features. <laughs> Really? Why would you shoot it like this? <laughs> you just can't see anything. Can't see anything. I want to see Colin Farrell acting. But I guess it's also an evil exchange that's happening. What is happening? Find the child. I mean, I have seen the movie, so I do sort of know what's happening, but I, I don't, I have no sense of what I'm supposed to be getting from the movie at this point. Yeah, I still don't, I still couldn't 100% tell you all of Grindelwald's motivations. (laughs) 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 Okay. I just love that he's like, I'm on board. <laughs> Honestly, I've always been looking for a woman who could just read my mind. Hey, gotta be honest. I don't know if you've ever had this done to you. It feels great. <laughs> he is killing it. <laughs> Jacob? Yeah. Jacob's nailing it with Queenie. And girl, girl you were flirting. We all know you were. Oh, these awful accents are killing me. Oh, I ain't never really talked to no no match before. Hey, don't go getting attached, Queenie. You know how things go here in the harsh streets of New York City for a couple of magicians. We just trying to sell our papes. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, mister, what's a niffler? Oh, yeah. Come on, fellas, bunk down in here. Hunker down, get you a nice slice of spam. Considering they're orphaned sisters, they have a pretty nice apartment. <laughs> but I guess... <laughs> I guess they do work. They have jobs. <laughs> He's just completely under the cover. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that was his choice or the director's, but that's actually amazing. <laughs> this is the most I've liked its commander thus far. 
Because you know he fully dressed. <laughs> Ooh. Magic Coco. The magic is it makes you cry no matter who you are. Wait, really? Pixar's Coco. Oh, very nice. That's a delicious cocoa, but it goes down rough. It doesn't go down rough. It goes down <laughs> sweet. It makes you cry. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was fully dressed. Oh, that would gross me out so much. <laughs> <laughs> what? Someone fully clothed wearing their shoes under the covers. I mean, it was the 1920s. Everything was always dirty anyway. I don't think that's true. I do love his little ha. I mean, Jacob Kowalski is the best part of this movie. Absolutely. I mean, he's the one person whose goal we like know about and understand and who we are like watching, learn, and discover things. So I guess in a way, he's like the Harry Potter figure. <gasps> You're right. Oh, but look at him. He's chubby, so he can't get all the in all the way. <laughs> J.K. Rowling loves herself a good joke at the uh, expense of people who are overweight. She's never gotten over it. She's still writing stuff like that into her movies. Oh, it's it's amazing to me. <laughs> you know it's a Mertlap. That's what jumped up. <gasps> See, what? I told yeah, you. Okay, that's... Not human. That's nuts. Though it doesn't make any sense because mu- mu- they're muggle-born wizards. Yeah. So, like... What about the physiology is different? Or has the science changed since the 20s? So now they know there actually isn't a difference and that was just racism. Well, no, I think that's meant to be canon because the way we understand magic is how it affects um, Quentin in this movie. The way oh, it turns yeah. him into that weird... I don't forget what, they, what, they're, what they're called, obliviators or the um, big black I, swarm of I know energy. What you're yeah. yeah. I mean, that would only happen if like there was like an actual like, a physiological thing magic did to you. It's a little bit like it's a little bit midichlorian esque for me, to be honest. I don't like it. Oh. Once again, was this movie filmed in three D? I don't know. I know you could see it in three D, and we did not. Just as we, we we've also been rewatching some of the Harry Potter movies, and there's always a moment in basically every movie where something seems to fly at the camera the way you would expect it to in like a Universal Studios 4D ride adventure. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, which Pokemon is this? <laughs> well, it's only in the um, the Gold game, and you have to beat the entire thing before you have any chance of getting it. And how, Sarah, do you beat the entire thing? What is the objective of the gold game? You have to catch them all. And then once you catch them all, you can also get that one. But how can you have caught them all then? But you catch all that you know. <laughs> the whole time it's building up to this mythical creature that you're getting bits and pieces about, but no one says it's real. No one knows anything about it. And then once you finally make it to the very end and you climb a very tall mountain, Sarah, and you find I'm, him there. I'm going to stop you right there. You are so 2000 and late right now. <laughs> That's like the first half of the first Pokemon game. And that's about all I ever played, so this makes sense. (laughs) Oh, the wilds of Arizona. 
I like that he created this essentially old Western backdrop in the suitcase. The music is really working overtime here to try to convince us that this is the most like amazing, fantastical thing ever. <laughs> Why did he just... Oh. oh, dung beetle. Gross. This is the most surprised he's looked at any point during the movie. And he has been teleported like three times today. It's it's absurd. <laughs> oh, it's like a um obscurus is what credence is. Thank you. It's like a squid and, and a buffalo together. It's like a crawfish buffalo. At last. Yeah, finally, the thing we always wanted to see in a Harry Potter movie. Well, if Lovecraft had ever gotten to write <laughs> his Western epic, that's what would have been in there. Oh. It's cute, though. They're a family. <laughs> The industrious magic dung beetle. Always hard at work. Making it's well, you know what, what? makes it magic? It makes bigger poop balls. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's just a big, big beetle. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Jacob. We also Aww. feel the same way. I didn't know a stick could have a cold. <laughs> He's a stick. He's sassy. <laughs> Look at the way he's, he's stanced up. One hand on his hip. Yeah. Hey, now. Uh-oh. You ain't there, mom. Sorry, headphone issues. All good now. Oh. It's just all these poor endangered species. Oh. If only there was a, like, you know, panda in there. <laughs> he could take care of non-magical creatures, too, that are endangered. He doesn't care, too. Oh, so up to this point, you thought your brain was making up everything? I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> There's no money down in the suitcase. <laughs> so far, Niffler's actions are the only ones that make sense. No, did you ever think that maybe you should not keep all these creatures in a suitcase that is so easily opened by anyone else around you? It's, it, it's a great question. I guess that's one of those things where if it didn't happen like that, we wouldn't have the movie. 
But again, why is that what the movie's about? Is it about this? Is it part wolf, part blowfish, that thing? The movie? No. Well, <laughs> I meant the weird lion creature. In a way, but... part wolf, part blowfish is a great description of this movie. <laughs> it's both an aggressive and when lupine attempt to continue a franchise, and it's bloated and hard to get your hands around. It's hard to love. But you know what's not hard to love? Those things. Those things. The moon calves. No, oh, they look so weird. They're oh. so cute. I think they're too cute. I, I, I contend that if you saw one of those in real life, you would you would shit yourself. Oh, no, I'd be terrified. <laughs> it would be the most horrifying thing. Oh, I'm glad there's just this evil black thing here in this snow land. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, Newt, why do you have that thing? The rest of these seem like cool little creatures. This seems like a actual demon from hell. Yeah, just throwing it out there. It reminds me of the ether. It reminds me of the open credits from a girl with the dragon tattoo. I have not seen those. Well, I don't know what ether is. You know what ether is? From Thor the Dark oh, World. Yeah. It's just black. I guess it could also be the symbiote from Venom. <laughs> Oh, that also means if it's an Obscurus, that is a person. Yeah. That he is trapped in a bubble. <laughs> well, Sarah, you and I, you know, again, we haven't seen Fantastic Beasts 2, but we know there are some other issues in regards to things that are both objects slash animals and people. Oh, Nagini. Nagini. Nagini? Nagini. Nagini. <laughs> you know, Nagini. Genie for short. <laughs> Spelled N-A-J-E-A-N-I-E. <laughs> The, the nearest plains. You know, the sheep's meadow in Central Park. Oh, see, now now Jacob gets to feel cocky. He knows something that the wizard doesn't know. And at this point, that's a lot of memory he would be losing. Yeah. So if that's what happens when you obliviate a nomad, what happens when you obliviate a wizard? It seems like you just have to focus on specific things. I mean, I, I assume when he says like obliviate is just a general catch-all term there for any sort of magical memory erasing. It's not oh, okay. specifically the magic that erases the memory of magic. He's just saying that's how they would use obliviate on him. Okay. I, I, I think. Because like Gilderoy Lockhart obliviated like so many people. Yeah. He got what was coming to him. He did indeed. Poor guy. R.I.P. Wait, what? He's not dead. Well, he's kind of dead. He might as well be dead. He's living a fate worse than death. I mean, if you ask me, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Something about the ham-fisted wizard powers as like repressed queerness mm -hmm. that this movie is trying to push makes me uncomfortable. The same way that the idea of like trying to like. The same way trying to apply real world like racial politics to the the creatures of Harry Potter makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Or to the the wizards and the muggles themselves, which is done in the book series explicitly. Um, this subtext also like makes me uncomfortable for some reason. I can't quite put my finger on why. I mean, it's because it's uncomfortable. I think first of all is that it's 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 such a 
to for J.K. Rowling to believe she's capable of, of doing that well and like tastefully and impactfully is a bit of an overestimation of her abilities, which are not minor. No. She's a talented writer, but as you can see from the Harry Potter books, social metaphor was never her forte. No, it's... <laughs> you get that right, Newt. <laughs> Why would you insert a pause like that, Jacob? You made him think you were dying for a second. Although there's no way he could possibly have ever cared because Newt clearly has never met a human he gave even a single shit about. You are not wrong. Sorry, I stepped away from the mic for a moment to get a moxie cola, as featured on a. So, so life. we are to understand that Newt and Jacob both fought in World War One, and that the Wizarding World was a factor in the First World War, the war to end all wars. <laughs> okay, I'll give this movie this. I do love this guy. <laughs> Well, he's even standing perfectly still, thinking he can hide in plain sight. <laughs> and he almost succeeded. <laughs> he tried real hard. He truly is just the, the Scrat from Ice Age of the Harry Potter universe. You're right. He is Scrat. Like, I, the, 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 this movie, the form they should have taken is as a, like, three to four minute, like, short comedy featurette before a longer movie. <gasps> You're, that would have been so much better. <laughs> That would have been so much less money. Again, the the tone of the, the tone shift between like the Credence scenes and then this moment <laughs> is that I called him Quentin earlier, but his name is Credence, right? Yeah, Credence. Yeah. Uh oh, close the suitcase. Close the suitcase. Yeah, but no, the tonal shift is absurd. Like it's straight yeah. up slapstick. And again, we don't know at this point the, exactly what's going on with Quentin, but, you know... Credence? Credence. <laughs> keep calling him Quentin. Oh, his actual name is Quentin. I'm sorry. Right? Ezra Miller. Why do I keep calling him Quentin? I've, I've invented this belief that his character in this movie is named Quentin, and I apologize for it. <laughs> again, another total shift. Also, why... Wait, what? Like, okay, the physics of this are really, really bizarre to me. <laughs> There's a reason the physics are off. Mm. Well, they definitely look at fault for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Or we'll shoot you to death. We will murder you. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to stop the cops. Is the Niffler. <laughs> but this would. Aslan. Oh, this is the crossover <laughs> event we were waiting for. Oh, so he does like 
non-magical creatures too. <laughs> that to me would be the scariest thing ever. <laughs> An ostrich in the night? Well, just generally, like if I were walking through Central Park and an ostrich just came <laughs> running at me. Oh, terrifying. Oh, my gosh. Well, so is yours. Yeah, you, and yours is not? What do you. You're acting as if. Look at how he's running. What is that? <laughs> he's always hunched over slightly. It's a character choice. He doesn't a... want to be seen. <laughs> he's on the open. So lowering himself five inches is going to make that much of a difference? He's self conscious. Oh. OMG. They blew the coop. They scrammed. They cheesed it. Girl, you got to make him more. They flew the coop to get him to stay. Also, there's nothing that would have kept Newt Smander there. Okay, <laughs> none of this seems very helpful. <laughs> I mean, okay. Oh, gross. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Wait, how do you get over there? Also, how did she get out? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Academy Award winner. Eddie Redmayne. Oh, man. He just... In an act of, of desperation. desperation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd go. And she'd yeah. go. Oh, it's... And I'd go. Again, the music is telling me this is like a somehow like beautiful and like... Sexual this moment, <laughs> but again, are we supposed to think that this is funny? I think so, or yeah. But again, the music is like a softer version of the love theme from Aladdin. <laughs> oh gosh, gross. Oh no. Oh no. She's going to be mad for it. <laughs> really? That's, but if Newt already had some on him, why would that work? Yeah. He didn't dump the whole bottle on himself, he did. did he? Oh. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> See, it's still the love theme. Is it supposed to be like ironically sentimental? I think so. That it's supposed to be funny because we're watching it like a giant, like cancerous rhinoceros try to have sex with a, with a human man. I guess so. Like, but now it's dangerous. Music. No, just stand up straight for one second. <laughs> oh, it's the monkey from Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> Made it into this movie. I'm so proud of him. He also had a bad face. Drank way too much. Oh. Had a DUI. <laughs> Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh shoot. 
I just connected something in my head. What? Um, from the seventh book. <laughs> what? I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh. Does this happen in the seventh book? No. But this is, what you need to remember is this isn't a rumpet. Oh, okay. And then two weeks from now, when you've gotten to that point in the seventh <laughs> book. <laughs> you'll Honestly, know there are a lot of cosmetic similarities between this scene and the one moment in the Peter Jackson King Kong film where they go sliding around in Central Park. They do that? Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. And that also felt like Jumanji. Yes. Aw. They're friends now. <laughs> Why? Well, because Jacob definitely just shit himself in front of him. <laughs> and also, they're having a romantic evening in Central Park, just the two of them. We are really spending a lot of time on these two just trying to track down animals. Yeah, because they decided the name of the movie should still be Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Even though, as you and I both know, the actual plot of this movie has nothing to do with these creatures. Yeah. In fact, like, if you think the inciting incident is the Niffler, it's not. Because Newt could have not shown up and all of the events related to Credence and Graves still would have happened. Literally. Well, I think well, I think um, Skim, um, Grindelwald wouldn't have been captured then, would he? Because Newt subdues him at the end. Oh, because Newt is... So, like, at what point did these actually intersect? Like, it's a good hour and a half into the movie, right? We're an hour in right now. We're so an hour we, in? we still have some time left. And we're just now watching a completely confounding, like, senatorial like, campaign... Yeah. John Voight is still in the movie somehow. That part was completely needless. Like, truly unnecessary. I mean, this this whole movie is needless. Uh, You make a valid point. Oh, no. You know what that means, right? I think it's going to get obscure up in here, up Up in in here. here. I'm also not going to be able to see the outdoor shots because they <laughs> removed all the light. Ah, odious. Just odious. <laughs> God, they're the worst. Drinking water. <laughs> giggle water. Not giggle water. They can't drink booze. It's the 20s. And the pool halls are closed? They can't play pool? Yeah, as we call them, fiddlesticks. I have not called them that, but I will now. (laughs) 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 And that was some fun POV cam. Oh, goodness. Another real weird banner with faces way too big on it. Oh, God. Oh, I forgot how gruesome that was. No, not Shaw. He was America's future. The face banner is really way too much. Oh, my God. Oof. Like crushed his skull. My boy. 
The curly muscle, my boy. Say it like you're in, um, I. Uh, there will be blood. My boy. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we talked over the greatest take in the entire movie, which is witches. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's the American wizen gamut. I mean, it is pretty cool that their president is a woman of color. Yeah, very, very, very progressive, JK. <laughs> I guess because they realized they had cast no other people of color in any roles. So they once again, have one. once again, they got to the end of the casting process. They're like, oh, shoot. Uh, all white people. Let's we'll get- just make sure all of the extras <laughs> are not white. And, and the president. <laughs> I mean, I do. I do like that. That, that, that is that is the case. But, you know. It does feel very much like she's just trying to get those points. Yeah. The same way she's been trying to score points since the revelation that Dumbledore was gay. Scoring points without actually putting in the work behind it. Mm. Which would be, say, having Dumbledore have an acknowledged relationship with Grindelwald in the second movie. Though, I read an article where they said they filmed some sensual scenes. Uh. And nothing's made me more uncomfortable than the <laughs> yeah. idea of a sensual scene between Jude Law and Johnny Depp. It's actually more upsetting than if it was a sexual scene. Yeah, it truly is. You could tell me there was like a, a full-on like graphic penetration between those two actors on screen, and I would be more into it than I would be a sensual scene. It's just, it indicates emotion. I'm just, I'm just intimacy. I say they're, they're they're caressing faces. Oh like no! Like they're caressing their faces against each other's faces. Oh no! I don't care for that. Now again, Colin Farrell and Jude Law on board. Sarah, we would all love to live in that world, but we don't live in that world. We live in the hell world. It's true, we do. Oh, the Minister for Magic was there. Oh, and now we know he's a little brother who's not as good as his older brother at the Mm. things like war. Which I guess means there was definitely a wizard war also going on during the recently ended World War I. Yeah, that, that's what he was talking about earlier. It's how they were, I was mentioned they were both in the war. Uh, now I could not make that figure in my head. I don't, because I'm sure there's some where they say which evil wizard was involved in World War I. <laughs> Wait, is that just a projection of his dead body? Or his actual dead body? <laughs> Also, nude. You, how can you see? You can't see his face from where you are. Oh. How are you? Ins- how are you inspecting him? We embrace our magic here. Oh wow, that was easy. <laughs> Seriously, when this dude rolled up and said, "My name is Graves. Hire me to be your number two. and she was just like, "Well, yes, of course." Grindelwald, right, only, like, how long has he been escaped and in undercover? They've proven themselves to be extremely dangerous. Please! My, not my creatures! Don't hurt my creatures! Please! Oh. 
You know, I quite like my creatures. Did you hear? Well. <laughs> this setting reminds me so much of the uh, summary song from the producers. <laughs> it does look like that, the betrayed cell. Yeah. Uma, uwa, wee, wa, wa, wee, <laughs> this this has the same problem as like some of the early Harry Potter movies where everyone's like moving around like they're gonna play all the time. <laughs> like these three people are sitting in like three distinct corners of this of the cell for no discernible reason. Looking in different directions. <laughs> like if you saw an actual like wide shot of what this looks like, I bet it would look ridiculous. Also, they don't stop doing this in the later ones, just no. so you know. She looks like she's constantly realizing how bad the movie she's in is. Oh, goodness. Went full obscurus. Dun, dun. Dun. Uh. Yeah. Still scary. Are we meant to assume that the kid is her? Yeah. At this point? Yeah. Yeah. Because she sings creepy songs? Yeah, because the scariesses don't live long. Oh, uh, yes. Also, was there really still that much witch fear <laughs> in the 20s? That's what makes me so crazy is like, there wasn't. That wasn't a thing. Well, no, but it, it's because it's a ham-fisted metaphor for, for homophobia. Ah, uh, yes. Bringing it back around. Oh, I, I I remembered what it was that made this metaphor so unseemly. It's the fact that repression of magic turns you into an obscurial. Yeah, what so you, repression of your homophobia turns you into a killer? Re, yes, repression of your homosexuality will turn you into a monster. An uncontrollable killing machine. That's what's up, That's what's unseemly about it. And they never met again. Although, honestly, the way this movie has been paced and structured so far, if Jacob disappeared from the movie at this point, I would not be surprised. (laughs) The hijinks are over now. Yep. Time to get serious. In a serious room. With a double vest? Is he wearing two vests? Why is he interrogating them inside of a submarine? Who was that teacher? <gasps> Dumbledore! Oh, we know him. We know him. Yeah, it's the first time in the movie they've named a character we recognize. Do you think we'll get a flashback in the second movie where they show um, how he got kicked out of Hogwarts? Yes, I do. Do you think it will involve Daniel Radcliffe getting sucked into and out of a book? (laughs) (laughs) And then being pulled back in slow motion, screaming, Newt! Newt! Wait, why would Harry Potter be part of that? Because of the scene from Chamber of Secrets. So in your your mind, the the, um, 
Fantastic Beast series is like it's like the the Hobbit movies, where there's a framing device of the character we know from the other movies who is like now reading or experiencing the story. Yeah, yeah. It's more I think that why wouldn't they do that? Maybe Harry Potter time traveled <laughs> to the forties for some reason. I mean, the idea the is the idea is not so crazy to me. What's crazy is the idea that they would start that in the second movie. But honestly, at this point, let's go with it. Yeah. Oh, so it's not a person. No, it's it's a, that's what's so frustrating about these movies is because it does seem it is a person. Like, they seem to have changed their minds about what this is. <laughs> and by they, I mean J.K. Rowling. <laughs> no, she's had everything always planned out for the past 30 years, and she's been slowly unveiling it to us piece by piece. Because, like, it's supposed to be that, like, it's not a parasite. It's a child... If they are forced to actively suppress their magic for whatever reason, fear or adults or like trauma, that's what makes the magic explode out of them is because they're forcing something down that shouldn't be forced down. Right. It's not a parasite. That doesn't make any (laughs) sense. Oh no, all those empty mugs I was carrying have shattered. I gotta rescue my sister cause I got a psychic connection to her. I knew she was about to die in this weird horrifying room. (laughs) What is this? It's the floaty chair death room. (laughs) I'm sure if you continued through the Department of Magical Mysteries in the fifth Harry Potter book, you would eventually found the floaty death chair room. Well, no, maybe she, this this is the equivalent of the veil in uh, in the fifth book. In the U.S., instead, it's a floaty death chair. <laughs> I assume she was crying because she always wanted to see the room from the end of the movie Brazil before she died. Is that supposed to be all of her memories? Oh my gosh. That's also problematic. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a horrible way to kill people. <laughs> Just a vada cadaver, man. By drown- drowning them in the shadow dungeon from Ocarina of Time. Ugh. Oh. Man, she's good. She is good. She's the best. She's the best. She's a really good legimens. Like way better yeah. than Snape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. See, this is what keeps me going through this movie is literally them. And they have the least to do I with know. any of it. They're the only human recognizable characters with a developing relationship why is she seeing this stuff (laughs) did she did this happen to her i think that's a memory of hers is going and stopping that woman from beating credence 
and thus revealing her magic to this woman who already hates magic. Wait, when did this happen? In the past, I think. Before the events of the movie? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Ooh, see, look at the American Eagle. <laughs> you yes. know in America we have the eagle and everything? Even our magic stuff? <laughs> yeah, even our magic stuff is all like super into like classic founding father's iconography. Absolutely. Um, that's also why there's so much classic British imagery in the Wizarding, uh, <laughs> the Ministry of Magic. The Wizarding Game, it's just like Parliament. It's just nonsense. Oh no, she's going to be eaten by another symbiote. <laughs> A big old symbiote. Honestly, if Tom Hardy showed up, I would be so on board. Seriously, why would you also kill someone so weird and it, slow? It's so slow and bizarre and like, I don't understand what the point is. I guess it's so they don't realize they're dying. It doesn't make any sense. He won't, Tina. He's not going to... Don't do it, Tina. Don't do it. Tina. Just die, Tina. That's better. (laughs) Also, we're supposed to be there... Believe they're going to, like, fall in love or something. I mean, he caught her. I know, but, like... He didn't really catch her. She sort of just ran to him. She wasn't falling or anything. But, like, like, the chemistry between them is, like... Are they supposed to be romantically involved? I think so. That's... I cannot believe that. I do not, I cannot, I do not believe that. Like, I really think they are. Which really does not, like, there's more romantic chemistry between that weird bird thing and that security (laughs) guard. See, like, that's, no. He's just giving her nothing. He's giving her absolutely nothing. He's a bad scene partner. But those two, man. Ugh. Oh. Yay. <laughs> so, honey, if you were walking around at your place of work and all of a sudden someone walked up with a briefcase and said, get in, would you do it? <laughs> is that a question for me? Yeah. I mean, is it my sister or my friend's sister um hmm it is because it's not like they just ran upon them in like a totally unconnected event like they were with each other earlier that day no it's true and trying oh ladies things he's such a prude i do love this guy i also would have loved if he was played by john mulaney <laughs> he is a john mulaney type for sure he really is he's like a british john mulaney but he's playing an american oh yeah i guess you're right that's why I think it could have just been John Mulaney once again. I mean, that would have been extremely distracting. Can you imagine watching this movie and halfway through John Mulaney appears on screen? Would have made it so much better. <laughs> I just would have added so many more like great American cameos that just don't exist in this film. Because there's still like a decent number of British characters. This is maybe a weird statement, but I think maybe one of the biggest problems with this movie is that it, it feels very British. Yeah. It doesn't feel American in any way. I don't know how to qualify that. But there's something very like just sort of stately and reserved and like fundamentally British about this movie and the, all the performances and the direction and the acting and the music and all that stuff. It, it should be more American. 
because they're in America. Like when I think about this movie, I imagine a bunch of British people doing it, even though it's like most of the actors are American. Yeah. And I would love like jazz. Jazz would be great. Anything that made it sound like the 20s. It just looks like London. Yeah. Like it looks like like a a 1920s version of London. And it should be New York. Yeah. Where are all the Irish uh, gangs? Yeah, where are the Irish gangs that control every aspect of local politics? (laughs) Where are the boys selling papes? (laughs) There were some papes earlier, actually. Right? Didn't that guy who got killed, who he carried a bat around, didn't he sell papes? John Voight's son? No, no, that he didn't get killed. His other son got killed. Yeah, the one that works in the newspaper still. Why, why is John Voight's family such a big part of this movie? I, I do not understand. We, we're an hour and 15 minutes in. I don't understand what their role is in this, in this movie. No, because the Credence and Grave stuff still is not really tied to the main plot. They're trying. Uh, she had a memory of interacting with Credence. And also, the entire plot so far of this, the main plot is just him, them trying to capture creatures that escaped for basically no reason. Yeah. You've got more than one creature missing, dude. Did he find the Niffler? No. No, he did find the Niffler. But that bird that expands to room size, he hasn't (laughs) found that. And he hasn't found the invisible thing. I do love that bird, though. Yeah. I mean, I love the invisible thing. The Demi guy is Dougal. He's adorable. I want an invisible what? sloth looking thing. Narlac. Oh, I forget this is where they go out in the town. See, why isn't more of the movie this? Just this is for good. them going out into the town, living it up, going out tonight. Yeah, but going like out tonight to a Prohibition era speakeasy where they use magic to give themselves some sassy flapper gowns. They're getting, they're getting eyeballed by this this door. Like this is the whole movie should be this. Huh. <laughs> oh no, not that. <laughs> yeah. This is all very, very, like, late 90s Star Wars. Oh, you're right. This is when George Lucas redid them yeah, this, all. This is the song from the Jabba's, Jabba's Palace. What What was the hippogriff do? Oh, no, they're not, you're not going to be able to see the closed caption for that lyric. No, he's not. At least the New York house elves have some attitude. (laughs) (coughs) See, they're getting giggle water. He's killing it. He's he's crushing it, man. He's got he's got that swag. (laughs) (laughs) That giggle water. Take a shot to the head. Giggle water. Ah, uh, Jer- Jeremius Wardorf. <laughs> also, why are there so many wanted posters in the speakeasy? <laughs> yeah. You think some of those people are probably your clientele? Clientele? Clientele. Or are they? Or is this for bounty hunters? Not like, like oh. it's different. 
That's why they showed it. I like this guy. He's got to be the most handsome goblin right. that I've ever seen in the Harry Potter universe. He's got that top cut that all the hip, young uh, neo-Nazis have nowadays. Oh, you're right. That's sad. <laughs> it is for bounty hunters. You were right. Yeah. I think that that's, I think we can we can assume. All right, I'm trying to figure out who's playing this guy. It's actually also Colin Farrell. Oh, it's Farrell. Ron Perlman. That makes so much more sense. Ron Perlman? Yeah. Huh. Ron Perlman in a rare, rare voice role. Yeah, and he's perfect for this. Of course, as we all know, it must have been Andy Serkis doing the actual uh, motion capture. Wait, were you joking about Ron Perlman and voiceover work? Because he does a lot of voiceover work. Oh, I, I, I was joking. He's on Adventure Time. Tangled, Teen Titans, Batman the Animated Series. He was Clayface. Your, your trivia, um, um, uh, uh, Andy Serkis actually did all the motion capture work for Newt Scamander in this movie, too. Oh, wow. He, made, he created an incredibly lifelike performance. Of a of a fictional man called Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> so wait, has every Eddie Redmayne been no just Eddie this one. circus and a just this one? Oh no! How could you, Newt? He's already got issues with attachment. Now he's gonna have issues with abandonment. Oh, this is this is brutal to watch. Newt's selling out his principles. And at Macy's, no less. <laughs> Macy's, where America goes to sell out their principles. Also, Makuza. Ugh. I know. That's not how bounty posters oh. should work. Her name is Porpentina, not Christina. Porpentina? Yeah. Ugh. It's a rough name. A lot of wacky made up names in this movie. Oh. Once again, Newt's got to get his buddy first. <laughs> <laughs> One last giggle water for the road. <laughs> so quickly developed a giggle water problem. I think I'm going to make the other pizza. You want something to drink? Um, we can't pause. We no, no, we can't pause. Recording. Can you give me a, do you have another seltzer? You want a seltzer? Yeah. All right. I'll just keep things going over here. Yeah. I want to play by play as I walk over okay. the kitchen. I will describe the events to you as they happen. Greens has got something. Oh. It's just a toy. Uh-oh. That mean lady that that's their mom is in the room. She bursts in. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on now. (laughs) 
she's making him take his his belt off. I, I really I really can't see. It's so murky and dark. Oh, she snapped the wand, Sarah. 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 She snapped. The, I guess it was a fake wand, though. It wouldn't have been real. Ooh. Your mama was your mama was a witch. Such nice audio work. Yeah, tell me what's going on. Oh, the, the, the belt's moving around, and we're supposed to think it's the little girl, but it's not. I got so caught up in the drama of it, I couldn't even describe it. Uh-oh. She got obscurious. Trash the room. Trash the room? Spoil the trash. <laughs> 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 Santa It's Santa Claus Fundamentally peaceful They have a strong moral code Wow you know I remember so little of the plot of this movie From when we watched it last year I honestly had assumed I must have like Zoned out for a good half an hour But I realize now I remember all of this It's just that so much of this movie is nope Is not part of the plot no <laughs> i think i missed like one scene there's actually just so little of consequence that happens at any point during the entire movie i was just at macy's earlier this week it doesn't look like this anymore oh, what if it had this little guy in it though what if you went in there to buy your your, you know, your dresses your shoes you saw a little um i don't know little, little monkey <laughs> little, little hairy guy little over abominable in, snowman over in menswear <laughs> over in menswear what's he got there it just wants to take care of something. Yeah, dude. You very clearly yeah, miscounted. Yeah, dude. No shit. Newt. Oh, no. See, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> How can it grow to fill available space and also go outside? Oh, no. Oh, I forget it also sees the future, but just like five seconds in advance. Again, why would you shoot that future scene like that? Makes no sense. See, it's not getting bigger to fill this space. I'm so confused. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, but they got a nice hug going on. Oh, better get that cockroach. I'm not so much worried about the the the, the logistical 
you know, fallacies of it. As much as I am, the fact that so much of this movie is just newt and Jacob's like running around jumping away from big things. They found a teapot, though. It's a good thing they were in the teapot storage part of Macy's. Oh, so many things now have to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> I... I, I kind of don't want to talk over this because anytime Jacob is doing anything, it's like the most entertaining the movie ever is. But like every, I'm pretty sure every major set piece in this movie is is just the main characters reacting to a giant CGI thing that they can't really control. Or see. Yeah, sometimes they can't even see it. Imagine what the acting is like in this scene. I don't have to. I can see it. It's not very good. <laughs> I guess, like, imagine it on on green screen where it's just them. <laughs> uh, Sarah, I think that's your answer. The, the 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 bird chooses to grow and shrink to fill a space. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, I guess that doesn't make sense either. Though. As long as there's a cockroach in there, I guess. <laughs> well movie's over oh see this is supposed to be us thinking they're attracted to each other right it's amazing it? to think that someone would get that out of this this moment i mean Makes we have no just sense. we have just hit feature length oh yeah so we're, at, we're at an hour 30 right now sarah take that oh, in mind my goodness how is it that much? How I know, which means I don't feel I don't feel like it's been too long. I feel like we somehow like we were just we were twenty minutes into the movie right now. <laughs> You're not wrong. Again, this is the foundation for a five movie franchise. It's really five movies. It's five. You never. You every time I tell you, you don't believe me. Because it just does not seem possible. Well, you certainly wouldn't think it from this movie. <laughs> Nothing in this movie suggests there is like eight more hours of content to mine from these characters in these situations. I just unless every movie is going to be him again losing his his creatures having to recapture them with the help of Jacob and and the the, the weird well not the weird sisters those that's a band. <laughs> oh man, but maybe the weird sisters will be sis- in one of these. Oh, uh oh, there's that there's that cameo. <laughs> that one photo of um. I'm blanking on her Zoe name. Kravitz? Yeah. Is it Zoe Kravitz? Zoe Kravitz. From from the, the General Monet album? <gasps> Little Lestrange. Not everyone from... Well, no. I'm not thinking of the Lestranges. Do we know what Belichick's Lestrange and um, Mrs. Narcissus Malfoy's maiden name is? Um, is it Black? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe you can't help it. Ugh, that's such a weird sociopathic thing to say. I know. I don't have emotions. I'm a giddy little schoolboy with my little animals. And I trollop around to and fro in crushed velvet culottes. <laughs> swinging a big lollipop to and fro. 
I never brush my hair. Yeah, she's a black. I was right. Well, I mean, not Lita Lestrange, but Nurses Malfoy and Bellatrix Lestrange. Oh, yes. and Which also, Bellatrix Lestrange was born Bellatrix Black, married a Lestrange, and then had sex with Voldemort. Yeah, canonically. So she cheated on her husband, who I'm pretty sure was alive. Because I want to go. What? what? What's it called? Ilvermorny. Ilvermorny? Yeah. <gasps> Ew. Oh. You know, it's the greatest <laughs> rivalry of all, Hogwarts versus Ilvermorny. The Duke v. Carolina <laughs> of the Wizarding Times. No, there's very obviously other wizarding schools in the U.S. You cannot have one wizard school in the U.S., Gosh, I still find it so infuriating. Oh, here comes this guy who's doing something. See, no, literally what it was last year, you watched this, I was seeing all these scenes with this character, and I imagined there was another longer scene that explained who he was and what he was doing. But there just isn't. <laughs> no, because they wanted to have that grand reveal at the end. But the reveal is just that he's like been doing the same stuff you knew he was doing, but he doesn't look the way you thought he looked. I don't know what to tell you. Damn, she she is dead. That lady is gone. <gasps> About time. Isn't that the Deathly Hallows? Yeah, it was the Deathly Hallows <laughs> symbol. Oh. Rudolphus Lestrange. <laughs> And I'm so confused. Is he? How could dead? you ever say that if your name is Mr. Graves? <laughs> Unless he was like a, the host of a ghost hunting show and that was his catchphrase. Tonight, we're in grave danger. Sorry, I went on a Lestrange, Lestrange rabbit hole here. Okay. So, Rudolphus was imprisoned in Azkaban. Sentenced to life imprisonment right. um, for torturing Allison Frank Longbottom. Right. About 14 years later, he escaped with a group of other Death Eaters and fought in several battles of the Second Wizarding World, including the Battle of the Department of Ministries and the Battle of the Seven Potters. <laughs> it is possible he fought at the Battle of Hogwarts too. After Lord Voldemort's defeat, he was imprisoned in Azkaban once more. In 2020, he escaped it from Azkaban once again and set to look for Voldemort and Bellatrix's illegitimate daughter, Delphine, informing <laughs> her of her destiny and heritage. What? That must have been in Cursed Child. That was not... I don't remember that in Cursed Child. I mean, there was a lot to the process in Cursed Child. It may have been like a one-handed line of dialogue, an off-handed line of dialogue we just missed. And also the fact that the events of Cursed Child happened in the mid-20s. Yes. Which I don't think I realized. <laughs> that they were not present day. Like, well, no, I guess they couldn't be, right? Well, no, because when, well, when do Harry and Ginny conceive their children? I don't know. Or just one child, I guess, right? Where's when you look at the epigraph for book seven and say how many years later it is? Not the no, epigraph, the epilogue. No, we don't. <laughs> the worst thing ever. 
Oh, and also this movie is still going on, in case anyone was wondering. I can't believe they spent so much time, like, A, setting up the Grindelwald twist, quote-unquote reveal. In the same way, they spent so much time doing misdirection about who the actual Obscurus is in the movie. To, to, to what end? Why? So that there are twists. The movie needs twists. But the twists don't mean anything if, it's not, if you're not being thrilled and, like, interested before the twist happens. Well, I think we're supposed to be. Also, that's such a lazy way to set up a twist to have a scene in the same scene where you reveal that he's the Obscurus. There's a long scene where where uh, Mr. Graves tells him that he's not an Obscurus and he could never be an Obscurus. <laughs> Just as if, as if they could trick us into thinking they've been setting up that dichotomy the entire movie. Yeah. To make this an actual reveal. You can't fool me, movie. <laughs> you can't fool me. Oh, he's, he's hulking out. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, he's like a squid. A smoke squid. <laughs> there he goes. And here we are. It's the climax of the movie. Wow, we really are here already, aren't we? Yeah. And these th- and, the, and the heroes just happen to be nearby. I can't believe it either. Like, no, that, that's how they get involved in the climax. They're just here when it happens. Oh, wow. Newt, why do you feel this obligation? <laughs> Wait, I guess he feels that obligation because he couldn't save that girl in Africa. Oh, okay. So he's going to jump off the building. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, she's so cute. Aww. Want to use? Want to use. He's from Queens, I assume. Queens? Or, or the Bronx. Only in Brooklyn, baby. BX. <laughs> Staten. Island. <laughs> Staten. Staten. Staten in the house. Ooh, wow, that poor neon sign. Oh, no, not, not Broadway. <laughs> not the old white way, see? <laughs> All right, see? How are we going to go see the fathers? <laughs> I don't know. Let's get out of here. Let's scram. Let's scram. See? I don't want to die having nuts the, after seeing a bunch of gams. <laughs> Quick. Save the Victrola. <laughs> he can't hear you. Oh, wow. He's taking some sort of crazy bird form. The Obscurio definitely has, like, the um, the shadow monster from season two of Stranger Things problem. Yeah. That someone keeps throwing a drawing of it <laughs> over and over again. Uh, that would be great, but no. <laughs> I mean, because the same way, like, there was a lot of mystery and, like, they could, like, specifically didn't show what the, like, the main creature was in this movie as as to preserve the twist and the marketing yeah the same way and then when you see it it's actually just a bunch of like weird smoky cgi effects the same way when i first saw the promos for season two of stranger things and saw the shadow monster i assumed it was like a giant spider monster in shadows yeah but actually it was just a bunch of shadows (laughs) there was no further definition there was no like actual design behind it i mean isn't that better for you though you're really afraid of spiders that's why i was excited i was i was ready to be scared 
See, Sarah, some people like to be scared when they watch things. Some people like boogans. Some people like boogans. Are you guys seeing this too? It's traveling along our weird magical subway map. <laughs> yeah, wait, what? Why was it lighting up like that? What was that? Well, Credence was taking very precise right turns. <laughs> they, were, they were tracking the ley lines on that map, and yeah. Credence is just following them as any magic user would do. Yeah, well, when they saw the subway technology that would involve all the like lights moving along lines, they were like, let's have that here. <laughs> here? <laughs> In our weird building. Yeah, look at those precise right turns <laughs> that totally match the grid of the city. You know what? This is going to stop it here. Why are they Why are they here? Because the police, I mean, obviously the NYPD noticed. They, when did they mobilize, though? They, this thing's been out for like five minutes. Yeah, pretty quickly, I guess. But why are they all here? How do they know it's coming this way? It was a good there's guess. No way, there's no way they could have tracked that the path of this thing. Well, they had the they had this the statcom. No, that wasn't that was the the. Magic. Sorry, tried to make a reply all joke that just fell right through. <laughs> oh, I see. So I thought you were referring to the wizard's magical. Uh, oh, subway map. <laughs> yeah, subway map. <laughs> well. Wait, you can't go from Broadway to City Hall, can you? I mean, I guess if you're a big old smoke monster, you can pretty fast hey remember john voight's character oh yeah now that's a character we don't see again <laughs> wait what was the point of all that um, again i know i should remember this i have seen this movie before and I, I i realize now we are indeed at the climax of the movie yeah i think it was um credence taking revenge for the insult from the senator yeah but we got so much time with those characters yeah. Well, no, not really. We really just saw them insult we, Credence and then get murdered. That was true. it. true. It's like a very long scene. And there were so many other ways you could have shown Credence. Like, but they set up they set up the guy, the dead guy's brother, to have like a vendetta against wishes. I guess he'll show up in the later movies. Ugh. Because they also could have just had Credence like be insulted by a dude on the street and then murder said dude. Hmm. But instead, that was John Voight's son. Yeah. So that the politicians would be mad, even though that's <laughs> never paid off. So you mentioned that you believe there's some sort of like, there might be reference somewhere up to who the um, the mad evil magi- evil wizard involved in World War One was, and you you predict that because we know Grindelwald is involved in World War Two, right? Yeah. Again, I'm not finished with the original series, and I we have not seen the second movie, but Grindelwald is like in. It's been, it's heavily implied that Grindelwald is World War Two. What does he do there? The equivalent of Hitler. Are you saying that Giant Depp disguised himself as Adolf Hitler? I think <laughs> that Adolf Hitler did a lot of evil things, but then the wizards did a lot of evil things and hid it under the guise of Hitler. I think oh, is what the whole premise in the like, book is supposed to be. That's, that's again... Oh, no, it's horribly problematic. Quite, it's kind of like the 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 um uh the proposition in the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter book. Oh yeah. That the entire uh, civil war was a cover for vampires to attack slaves. It's so fucked up. <laughs> it's very fucked up. The, the Confederacy was just completely about <laughs> keeping vampires in power in the South. I mean that, that 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 lines up morally. Yeah. It just the fantastical, goofy, like you know, pulpy element of it does not fit well with the real world atro- atrocities. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Grendelwald! Why? Oh, there we go. 
Grindelwald. You mean Mr. Graves. Oh, forgive me. It's definitely not Grindelwald. See, again, that twist would have meaning if Mr. Graves was a character we knew anything about. All we know him as is as an evil dude. And the twist is that he is an evil dude with a different name and an uglier face. <laughs> and one colored eye contact lens. <laughs> oh, no. Here's John Voight's back. Oh, He's cool. yelling at the president. Uh, how long do you hear that sentence spoken every day of my life? John Voight's back. He's yelling <laughs> at the president. <laughs> and the press is taking pics of the bubble. Witches. <laughs> Take photos. This is the... It's the payoff for John Voight's character. <laughs> Okay, John, before you go home, we need one shot of you standing in front of the crowd saying, look, take, take photos. photos. We can ADR the rest. Oh, no. Oh, he's smoking up. He's back and more powerful than ever. And he's totally mm-hmm. going to destroy the City Hall subway station. <laughs> and they, like, just finished that, too. <laughs> this is actually what happened to the nine train. <laughs> There's no nine train now. And Obscurus destroyed it. Man, I would get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The movie that answers the question... Can an action scene be too kinetic? <laughs> so kinetic it loses all meaning? You have no sense of where anything is going at I, any time? I, there's no rules for how a thing can move or act or respond to things. Therefore, there is no suspense in what it will do because it can do anything. Yeah. So the entire climax is based upon the emotional connection between two characters we have never actually seen interact. No, it was in a memory. Yeah, but we watched her watch the memory. We didn't actually experience the memory the way she would have. Or even like oh, Harry. Oh, look how bad this looks. Oh, Ezra Miller is trying really hard, though. <laughs> oh, poor Ezra. So that's the thing about this movie is there's so many actors like giving it their all, and there's so many characters who are like really enjoyable, but the and whole then, f- concept yeah. of it is the problem. And then you have um, Eddie Redmayne sort of scoop, you know, crawling along the ground, hunched over like an ape. <laughs> peering sideways underneath his tuft of red hair and you have you know abusive uh bad person johnny depp yes actual real life monster johnny depp they keep putting in things dear credence won't you come out to play oh boy this is one credence that's never gonna have a clear water revival that dude and his facial expressions yeah. is he liking is he turned on by this or is he upset I mean, definitely definitely aroused by that experience <laughs> if i'm not mistaken we have actually just like reached like the climactic action of the movie it just ended yeah, no. Everything from this point on is falling action, right? Also, so Credence 
for all intents and purposes, is super dead. He's the little bits of dust <laughs> flying in the air. Two. Man, look at all those ladies wearing fancy hats. I'm so proud. <laughs> it's part of the Aurora dress code. Yeah, I miss those days in New York City when everybody wore a hat. All the men wore cool red leather coats. Yes, it protects muggles. Evil, evil man. Also, what's up with his wide V's <laughs> on his coat sleeves? What's up with his big, yeah, his big old sleeves? And the fact that the inside of his coat is definitely completely lined in white. Oh, he's so well lit now. Oh, hey, the movie's finally yeah, got some actual lighting to it. There's also weird V. Oh, it's because he's got his collar popped? It's just the whole thing is weird. Yeah, you'll never take me alive, coppers. See? Yeah. It looks like machine guns, the way they're shooting. Like, it's. I don't know. It seems like they're doing a very specifically. Go, bird, go! Not American thing, but like. Accio what? His wand. She said Accio, though. Well, she's an adult. So you just say the first part? Yeah. Well, actually, you shouldn't have to say any of it. Oh, but no, here it is. The moment that broke everyone's heart. Oh, my gosh. Mine most of all. Oh, no. Why? Oh, no. 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 Why? Oh. oh, I'm Mr. Oh, Cold Miser. I'm Mr. <laughs> Cold. Oh, I'm Mr. Snow Miser. No. Oh, no. <sighs> Forgive me, friends. I can't remember the lyrics to the cold half of Heat Miser. Sarah, you're too much. <laughs> I am too much. Put you know who's home. also too much? <laughs> He's Mr. White Christmas. Christmas. He's Mr. Timbalo. Friends call him Snow Miser. <laughs> Whatever he touched. Ugh. What? What the fuck does that mean? Is that from something? I don't know. <laughs> that's also, the, that's the first time they've really talked. Well, no, they talked to each other in the uh, interview room. That's the, that's the that's the weirdest thing is that a the fact that Grindelwald is Grindelwald is like not the like culmination of a story it's just the thing that happens at the end of this other event mm-hmm. and like even like when they get the jump on him and like capture him it's like for no they were just behind him yeah they didn't like trick him or beat him or anything it's ridiculous you can oh so he's still alive actually actually we you- can obliviate a whole city. And by obliviate, I mean we're going to nuke it. We're going <laughs> to nude it. What? Newt Scamander it. <laughs> Oh, that's my little thing. <laughs> Drop the newts. <laughs> I need two people to activate the newtlier football. <laughs> that's a shame we didn't get to this voice until the end of the movie. Why is that bird's name Frank? It's up to you and me to activate 
the nuclear option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank is such a give bad me, name for that kiss. bird. Give me a little kiss on the mouth. That's sensual. I love you. I'm trying to imagine Johnny Depp <laughs> and Jude Law doing that. Everyone's like, what is this guy's deal with the bird? <laughs> They're best friends. Frank. Frank, Frank. <laughs> Frank, Frank, just like a Pokemon. He's like it's, it's like he's in a Doctor Who cosplay of a Doctor that hasn't happened yet. Eddie Redmayne, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Newt's commander is just like the eighteenth Doctor. Right. <laughs> I mean, I am. I guarantee you, in like working meetings, they were all like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be like a Doctor Who type." Oh, you're so right. He's whimsical and bizarre, and he moves around, and he has the. It's even, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah. And he's got like a bizarre wealth of knowledge. Yeah. And he wears a coat. And a bow tie. And he's, he's magical and mysterious and mystical. He's also white and British. And he's white and he's very white. Gotta be white. Uh, wait, is this, is this P or is this? <laughs> wait, what is this? Oh, this bits of bird? A total new, normal New York behavior. It's also supposed that everyone in, in New rain. York City was outside in the rain when this happened. Yeah. Outside in the rain or their drinking water is literally just rainwater. Outside in the rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, look, somehow this woman in her house, because she had a glass of water, and now the husband's going to have that glass <laughs> of water. I don't think that's what we're meant to think, Sarah. He reached for it. I think that's what we are meant to think, that everyone mm. drinks out of one cup in that little tenement. I'll have my sip, then little Tommy will have his. Oh, he's in the shower? Oh, no. Oh, you're right. Like, it assumes that it is literally in all of the water of but New But there's got to be this one person who's not going to touch that water for like a day or two, right? Yeah, no. That's why, like, so there's like a, a few dozen people walking around being like, okay, no one remembers this. <laughs> They're like, hey, Jim, calm down, buddy. You're talking crazy. Here, have a glass of water. <laughs> Drink the water, Jimmy. Oh, it even cleanses the New York Times. The failing New York Times. While this man in a... <laughs> was he even doing anything or was he just watching? Is that supposed to be Dumbledore? I don't think so. He would be He would be in England, wouldn't he? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past this movie to have Dumbledore pop up in just one frame of the first movie. Oof. Again, I do not feel moved by this, and no no amount of music can make me feel like this is a like cool thing. I know. I didn't care that all that stuff got destroyed. <laughs> I can't believe we've done this, Jason. I know. Again, it, it flew right by because there is nothing to get caught on. There is no story. There are no character beats. There is no growth, no world building. This movie is nothing. I mean, there is world building. In the in the in the most technical sense that you see what other parts of the world look like. Yeah. And with the words they use for the things we have in the other part of the world. <gasps> but he's so cute. Aw. Again, it's it's frustrating because it's as inconsequential and pointless as all the gathering up the creatures stuff was. It did give us all this Jacob Kowalski material. Yeah. He is the only like 
redeemable aspect of the movie. And he's so great. So, okay, but we know he can still remember, right. which I'm guessing it's because he saw so much more than anyone else did. Yeah. But, like, how are we going to... I don't know. I guess the assumption is that, like, at the end of this movie, they actually find him and tell him what happens. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Sure. Do you think Eddie Redmayne was sustaining a neck injury during this film? <laughs> because he never moves his head. He just doesn't move his head too far. His hair will collapse. It really does seem that way. Also, the bow tie is holding his head onto his neck. Because otherwise, <laughs> if he took it off, it would tumble just off his shoulders. Right off. There's no one like you. I can't wait for the nights with you. Aw. See, this is, okay, this is it. This is the whole reason I, like, am okay watching this movie again. It's because of Jacob. It really is. I said, Fire to the rain. You know what makes me really bummed out, though? What? Is as great of a character as Jake Kowalski is in the movie. Imagine if this had been a book first, how great of a character he would have been in the books. Oh, it's true. There would have been so many people cosplaying as Jacob Kowalski. First of all, why couldn't you have just written these as books, JK? It couldn't have taken that much more work. Right. Or is it because she went and touched his face and got him out of the rain for a second? And gave him a big old kiss. Is that what messed up his memories? And that he got to keep some. (laughs) I don't know, babe. I'm sure there will be an explanation at some point in the next movie. Actually, I'm not sure of that at all. No. Having watched this movie and how incoherent it is. I do love her wand umbrella, though. I would love one of those. A magic wand that yes. does real magic? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. It's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> I'm so outside the box. I'm, I'm so random. Aww. Aww. Oh, and man in a hat walks in the Excuse back. me. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. There's a lot of people in hats walking around this city. With no umbrellas, which seems absurd. And now he's just back to good old Jacob Kowalski. <laughs> Trying to get a loan to open up that bakery. I just really want to open that bakery. I'm a good baker. Uh, I don't know what to say. I love baked goods. <laughs> you drifted into your Obama impersonation there a little bit, babe. <laughs> what is this fucking Randy Newman song on the soundtrack right now? Well, that's how you know it's it's Jacob's theme. It's the first time we're actually getting anything I'm vaguely jazz- Jacob jazzy. Kowalski. Oh, he's going back to the factory. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's he's really good at sleight of hand. This also very much is like the ending of a season of, of Doctor Who. Yeah. Do you think like J.K. Rowling has somehow never seen Doctor Who before she wrote the Harry Potter books? Um, <laughs> no, she's seen Doctor Who. I just it just the entire way these this movie is structured 
makes me think that she just found out about a Doctor Who and like binged it all in one one month. Not all of it, obviously. He he gave her wait. So Newt gave him a magical thing, not money. So how in the world did he turn that into money? Also, was that thirty pieces of silver? No, it was the <laughs> the eggshells. Oh right. Unless they mentioned at some point they were made out of silver, like <laughs> real silver, and I just didn't hear it. No, you're right. These two are supposed to be lovers at some point, right? It's been what? What would he have said then? Oh, goodness. What would he possibly have said? Zero chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Why would she give your opinion any weight, Newt? I guess he did save the city at the end. Well, that's really more the bird saved the city. Yeah. The bird saved Newt them Newt didn't all. really do anything. Also, is Newt not going to go take the bird to Texas or, did I, or Arizona, or did I miss when that scene happened? I don't know. My manuscript. Back to the ministry. Oh, oh they said the thing. Drink drink, 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 drink. Get that seltzer. Don't pass me that seltzer. Oh, what a weird thing to say. Oh, you're bad at this. Oh, that's part of the that's part of the problem, honestly. Is they they knew when they made this they were making five movies, so they feel like they really had plenty of room to stretch out and just drop hints about characters and like relationships and motivations and not actually, you know, tell a story until the second movie. Also, this love triangle is gonna be so unbelievable because I'm sure he will also have no chemistry with uh how could Zoe he? Kravitz. You know what? You remember that episode of Community? I, I know you do. Where Abed and the FBI lady have a relationship. Yeah. Because they're both like singularly, like, you know, very focused, very sort of like intense people. Eliza Coop. Yeah, Eliza Coop. Yeah. Yeah. That should be what's happening here. Yeah. Like these should be two like sort of I odd, think they're nerdy people. To they're, they're, be. They're, they're trying to do that, but Community did that better in 2009 as a comedy. Yeah. Also, but, I should say, like, just for the record, I like Eddie Redmayne. It's just Jason that hates Eddie Redmayne. But he has no. But we, but, I mean, you acknowledge he has no romantic chemistry with anybody. Has there been any movie where he's had romantic chemistry? I didn't see the Stephen Hawking movie. And he has romantic chemistry with himself in Jupiter Ascending. Oh, that is true. His best actor. <laughs> he creates life, Sarah. But seriously, he's getting on a boat. How is he getting to Arizona? Wasn't that the bird you set free at the end to cry over the city? Yeah. Didn't it go to Arizona? Oh, on its own, you think? I may. I don't know. I guess that makes sense. I could not. I could not care. And it's it's almost offensive that they expect us to care. <laughs> like Harry Potter, the character is not the world's most developed character. But this is just such proof that you need at least some, like someone to care about, to actually experience a, 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 even a world you you find in, inherently interesting. That's true. Oh, his business is doing so well. He's got a truck. He's got people lined up outside the block. He's got bread in the windows. Oh, it looks good. He's ask. He's help is wanted. Help is wanted. Oh, oh, he took. And his oh, characters God. are so. His bakers are so clever. None of your fucking business. 
three cents. But, but what? Storage. <laughs> These keys? Oh, I love her whole look. Hey there, mister. See, there's so much about this movie that like, oh, I just want to fix it. <laughs> oh, his spite. That smile. Aww. See, that's how they got us to try to like get excited for the next one is there was like, they were like, oh, you see, he's going to recognize her. And then you're going to be like, oh, yay. They, well, they specifically ended on the one thing that actually worked. Yeah. Like the one, like, and, and I, the, honestly, they don't even have a relationship. They just have like a series of moments, but those moments actually are believable or at least like slightly worthwhile or engaging in some way, yeah. which you can't say about the rest of this movie. That's, honestly, I will look back at this movie every day. I can watch it a hundred times. And every time I would look back a few months later and go, I must have missed something. <laughs> there must have been something I'm not seeing because otherwise that could not have been a movie that was released in theaters. But it was. But it was. And we spent plenty of money to go see it and to watch it again right now. And now we're going to, and then we're going to spend a lot of money watching the sequel. At Alamo Draft House. Which I understand to be even worse than this. Apparently. Which is almost, not hard to imagine. I mean, it can't be less than this is the thing. Yeah. This is barely a movie by any stretch of the imagination. This is like the first half hour of a movie, maybe. It should have been a miniseries. No, yeah. well, no, you're right. It should have just been a book because then yeah. she would have also like edited the story more and, and put a like, story in. Yeah, yeah but you can almost like predict, knowing how the the Harry Potter books were like made into movies. You can almost like it's not hard to like use this movie to project thing to what like the book would have been like. Yeah, like you can imagine like it's a, this more of the world. The interactions make sense. There's more character stuff in between the scenes we're not seeing. Yeah, um, you can imagine it. It's probably not as good as Harry Potter. No, but it's it's you know. But, like, so far, none of the Harry Potter sequels have been as good as Harry Potter. Yeah, I think part of the problem might be is they got J.K. Rowling to write the screenplay. I don't know if she's ever written a screenplay before. I don't think so. She, 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 she didn't do the adaptations of the books. Yeah. That was Stephen Klaus. Klaus? It was all him except one of yeah. them. Yeah, Um But, yeah, no, she didn't adapt the books into screenplays, so this may have been her first screenplay. Well, I think it shows. <laughs> Uh, I can't even blame her for the play because she didn't even actually write the the text of the play. But she definitely wrote this screenplay. Yeah. I can, uh, the thing I find most upsetting is uh, just appalling is John Voight's character. <laughs> that's it? That's the one? Well, because that's, that's so clearly like we have five movies to tell this universe story with these two, this like old man and his son with like the dead, you know, brother killed by the Obscurial. And we're going to just have like a few scenes with fucking John Voight himself in, in in there like sticking out so hard as an obvious setup for the sequels and we're not even gonna give you the slightest indication of anything that there's a story between any of them Ugh. last thing we see is him saying here take pictures and then we don't see them ever again yeah that was it three scenes he might have shot all that in one day on set yeah it's um there's no movie here <laughs> so i'm excited about the sequel if only because i think there will be more nonsense yeah. And I wanted more nonsense out of this. There was honestly, this movie is like 80% just CGI birds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll get more nonsense. We'll also get Jude Law. I like Jude Law. I like Dumbledore. I'm I'm kind of interested to see more Dumbledore. Yeah. 
And I, I am like legitimately like interested in seeing more of the Wizarding World, but I would like an actual movie attached to it. Yeah. Please and thank you. And I think what um, what the second one is going to give us that this one didn't, and everyone was excited for this to show New York, and then it proved to be very disappointing once yes. they showed it. <laughs> so what's going to be so exciting about the next one is that we're at Hogwarts. And we're in the places we've seen before. But we're not in Hogwarts like the whole movie, though. No, but like the trailer includes a shot from the like uh, defense uh, defense against the dark arts classroom. Yeah. And just seeing it in the trailer with young Dumbledore leaning on the desk, my heart was like, <gasps> "Yay!" So like, and I, I mean, if this if this series is just going to be fan service, like just go all in. Yeah, it's I, true. I'm not. I'm not. You know, more fan service, less retcon. I'm I'm a dirty, 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 dirty fan. <laughs> You give me that fan service, I'll I'll be shamed about it, but I'll I will take it. Yeah. I'll eat it up. Pander to me, yeah, please. If if if, if what you're offering its place of pandering is this, please pander as much as you can, <laughs> der. Pander as much as you can, der. I like that. <laughs> Will we die? Just a little bit. Whatever. What? what are you talking, dude? What are you talking about? Are you flirting with him? Yeah. What's going on? What's, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? Uh, so, how much do you think Nagini is gonna make? Nagini <laughs> is gonna make some dramatic sacrifice to turn herself into a snake. No, like some dramatic sacrifice right before she goes full snake, where uh, she, her humanity is completely gone. Like, and I assume it's going to make you feel really bad for her and then retroactively make you hate a bunch of things that happened in the books. Like Voldemort milking her to get Venom to, to heal himself? Yeah. Or her eventual, like, death by Neville Longbottom. I mean, I don't know. He's <laughs> an evil snake. Yeah. It's not a good snake. But I just want to know, like, if... What I want to know is, what does Nagini do between turning into a snake and, and being picked up by by Voldemort? Yeah, how old is she? She's right? so old. What did she spend that whole, like, those intervening years doing? Is she going to turn into a snake in this movie? Or is it not going to be into, like, movie four? In which case, that means we get to know her and care about the character. I mean, Which is what again, you want out of Voldemort's pet with, snake. With these movies, I don't know if that's even a, a possibility, knowing or caring about the characters. <laughs> hey, I care about Jacob Kowalski, <laughs> and I care about Queenie, and I care about the Niffler. What if all oh, the they're still in the um, still in Newt's box? Yeah, his uh, his um, TARDIS. Okay, now here's the music I was expecting to hear the whole movie. Yeah, here's more of that fake Randy Newman music. The jazz. I just wanted jazz. jazz. Oh boy, this the is Prisoner of Azkaban soundtrack was jazzier than this, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Though I guess we're the real fools because they're going to keep making these because we keep giving them money yep, for it exactly. regardless of the quality. It's schmuck bait. They, they, yeah, every, every three years they lay down the, 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 the offer and we say, you know what, we'll, we'll take it. Well, it's not even three years now. I think they're going to literally like crank out essentially like one a year or no, every other year. I thought last one came out in 2015. Um, well, I, I know that this one's 2018. The one after that's 2020. The one after oh. that's 2022. All right then. Yeah. Let's turn these things out. Let's get it going, boys. Not as not as fast as the Marvel machine, though. Well, no. Oh, do you think this uh, the uh, <laughs> the middle film will be killing off all the characters just to bring them back <laughs> <laughs> with the big time travel plot? Oh. <laughs> I mean, the time turners, a big time turner plot. Yeah, because they get the world's biggest time turner to turn the entire world back. 
and it's done by flying around the planet backwards. What what other stupid thing do you think will get retconned in the movies? I don't. I can't even guess anymore. Well, you would never guess an Onagini was a lady, and we yeah. meet, we hang out with her. No, like that. that it, that's the kind of stuff where I'm just like, I. How do you even? Uh, 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 Harry's wand is alive and sentient throughout the entire series, and it feels pain every moment it's alive. <laughs> Harry's glasses used to be a you know a, a, a fantastical rock creature that were they were lasered down into into focals. Uh, Hermione's cat is actually just um, Tina. Oh, that one. That feels too that real, feels doesn't too, it? That feels yeah, really, really plausible. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those things. Like, J.K. really loves twists where animals are people. Yeah. Like, or way pe- too or, much. Or, or Lupin, people are animals. Oh, my gosh. The movie's almost over, Jason. What do you have to say? Um. Sorry. Will we die? <laughs> Just a little? <laughs> Thank you to whoever made the end of this, which is, I'm guessing... Absolutely no one. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. More to me, nobody. I love you, Sarah. I love you too, Jason. This was fun. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) We did that thing.